My name is Tracy Martin and I'm the author of Harder, Faster, More. Uh, my name is Aileen McCann. Um, my name is Shining Gleeson. Um, my name is Claire Monley. The idea for Harder, Faster, More came from, I had seen a play in the Abbey directed by Una Murphy, Taking Back Our Voices, and it was made by actresses and women who had worked in prostitution. And at the talk back afterwards, uh, one of the women who had worked as a prostitute said she could... Uh, remember the time when she thought hardcore pornography became widespread as the requests um, they were getting became very hardcore and not and not for the better. So I thought that's an interesting idea of how pornography is influencing from the kind of hardcore end of things just down to the way young women are being sexualized on a on a day to day basis and how we as women need to know more about porn because we're, we're kind of turning away from it and I think we should. Um, educate ourselves a bit more and just talk about it a bit more actually. Uh, I got to know Tracy pretty quickly. Thanks to Maria Schwab who was living in London at the time she alerted me to an audition Tracy was holding for Wrapped. So long story short I ended up playing Lisa in Wrapped and we showed that at the Fringe Festival in 2014 and then Tracy and I noticed that we worked quite well together both on and off stage so we decided to continue working together as a company. Uh, Tracy was already Red Bear Productions but I just came on board and We've made a few, quite a, a few projects together at this point. Um, Harder, Faster, More was a kind of a year in the making. I wanted to try and work a different way as opposed to just looking at a script. I wanted us as a company to look at a topic for a year and to see what will come out of that. And the topic we picked was pornography. So we made a few other kind of smaller drafts of it, different kind of sketches of it um, that we put on for the Theatre Club's Theatre Machine Turns You On Festival and for the Collaborations Festival in Smock Alley. We did these things called porn lunches where we got together groups of women and then we got together groups of men and we just talked about porn. And that that lent a lot into the writing of it. Um, so the porn lunches, we did two main ones. We wanted to kind of separate men from women because we thought it'd be easier for people to talk that way. And we, did, we held them in the Fringe Lab in their uh, rehearsal spaces and the first one, I think we must have had about 15 women. And mm. um, we wanted women um, mainly who who worked in performance just because we wanted to kind of keep that, you know, just kind of keep that emphasis on it, you know. It was interesting the different levels that people had knowledge of pornography. Um, some people watched a lot. Um, some people weren't watching any of it at all. During a porn lunch with the women, one of the actors in the room, um, she talked about how she it occurred to her one day how she had been asked to unbutton her blouse a number of times for auditions. So her casting bracket would be 20s, you know, she'd be, or even younger. And it was always for the same kinds of TV shows, not to mention anyway, but huge budgets, a lot at stake, I guess. The casting directors weren't necessarily comfortable doing that either, but it was part of the remit. They needed to see what these women would look like in this sort of, you know, in that environment, I guess. And it kind of occurred to us that as as Tracy mentions, you when you're an actor, you're putting yourself on the line a lot of the time because you're revealing a huge amount about yourself, physically and emotionally, but also just something as basic as you 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 go into a casting and they ask you sometimes against the rules they ask you what age you are, they ask you what bra size you are, what clothes size are, your shoe size, your color of your hair, your eyes, and all those things are very obvious. They can be quite invasive, especially if you're really skinny or you're really big and you have to ask yourself where you draw the line. But it's supposed to be the deal we sort of make with the industry. It doesn't make it comfortable for a lot of people though in, in auditions. So that became a theme for a, quite a bit of the of the lunch about what we do as an industry 
to our actors? I suppose I, I actually experienced, I lived in Los Angeles for a year and a half. So I actually experienced like a lot of uh, women's stories, like being actors, starting off as actors and kind of getting sucked into that dark world of uh, going into porn, you know, and it's, it is their, they, they are like actors, but this is how they get their parts. And it's just so interesting and sad to see. I remember kind of sitting there one, one evening in, in a Coffee Bean and there was this, I just overheard this story about um, this girl, she was 17 from like, literally from Salt Lake and she was like, she was told that she looked like the next Angelina Jolie and she gets like her, her ticket to LA. And she just literally got sucked into that world. And then she has no family there, she has nobody and she's just saying it really loud about her, her film and her part she got. And I was like, is there nobody going to her? And it was just that element of the darkness, how, how like seen from another point of view, from a woman looking at another woman going, how is this allowed kind of thing? Like, so it's that kind of sadness, you know. In doing the research for Heart of Foster Moore, going out and watching the porn or going online and seeing what is out there, and you come across articles, a lot of articles, you know, because it is easy to come out as a privileged white Irish woman and say mm. porn is bad, mm. prostitution is bad. It's really easy for me to say that, but you read, you know, if you read delve into it, even online, there's so many articles and arguments about from women who say, well, it's my choice. It's my body. That's, that's my yeah. choice. Mm. I find it empowering. So who are you to tell me that it's not? So it's mm. it can be, and we had like that discussion mm. in the porn lunch that day with all the women um, and so, like Tracy said, some of the women had made a choice. Some of the women who had actively watched porn for a long time, yeah. one day were looking at it and thought, oh, like, that's, this is exploitative and, and yeah. I don't feel like I should be supporting this anymore. But at the same time, is it patronising of us to, to say that that's not a choice that's okay for you to make as a woman? Mm. 